Good morning, good morning. Hapuka. <laughs> good morning, sweetie. Good morning. These words I'm saying to you are also to the connection that is connected to me while I'm connected to you. I want to first off say thank you so much. God said, get up, fix breathix. Get on there and eat breathix with him, even though you're not eating. But I'm still having breathix with you. Good morning. Good morning. And I'm going to speak prophetically. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good day. Good day. Hallelujah. God said, give honor when it's due. Thank him. Thank him for being there thus far. Thank him for being available for you. Thank him for supporting you, interceding for you, strategizing ways to have people in your path for you to continue to prosper in all that you do. Thank him. He thinks about you more than he thinks about himself. Thank him. Oh, God. Oh, God, I felt that one. I felt that. Oh, God, I felt that. Father, how am I eat? <laughs> Oh, God, we are God touching. He said, thank him. Thank those who connected to him. Thank them for welcoming you in. You feel welcomed. You feel inspired. You can feel the spiritual development, being a part of a connection. God said, you strategize so many ways, sweetie, to have my feet be planted where they belong, to have my mind stay on Christ where it need to be, to remain positive and not even focus on opposition. God said, great is your reward. Thank you. God said, thank him. Thank you. He don't just say it one time. He keeps, that's his confession. Thank him. Thank you, God. <laughs> thank the connection that's connected to him that intercedes for you. They care about you. They love you. There are people that would tell you like you like it is what you need to hear very respectfully. They're not the ones that do things of the world concerning you. As friendship, as family, they embrace you. They lift you up. They care about you. Who you are, they care about you as an individual. You are greatly talked about when your name is mentioned. No one disrespects you. No one talk negative. You don't ever have to live with that thought or that encounter ever again. Because I took all of that away from your life. 
I took it away from your life. Thank you, Father. God said, thanking him is thanking me because he's a representative of me in the earth as it is in the kingdom. So thank him. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank all of you for being there with me when I needed comfort. God giving you eyes to see things that were coming my way and you blessed me by your words of prayer and supplications. You're not just prayer warriors, you're praise warriors. God is saying to me, Thank you. When I gave God my complete yes, 2020 in September, it'd be two years in September. My heart was shredded. My mind was cluttered. My body was busy. I was so abused and confused. And I will always cry, God, don't give up on me. Please don't let me go. And God sent me to you to help strengthen me. And during the process of healing and deliverance, it wasn't easy for me to be surrounded by people, places, and things that will open themselves up for Satan to try to destroy me. And sometimes I would even say to a certain person, no, not you too. No, not you, not you, not you. You say you love me. Don't, 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 don't be used by saying it caused me to fall. No. And that was where everywhere I turned, it was like that. It reminded me of Joseph before he even got betrayed. That dream was like the last straw. Because God didn't give Joseph every detail to that prophetic dream. He just said that they would be, you know, fall before his, at his feet. They would fall before him. And they took it as if they were, he was saying they were going to worship him. And even his father who honored him all the way up to that time, like, how dare you say a thing, Joseph? Now you included me as to worshiping you. There's one thing you thought you were better than your brothers. Now you're thinking you're better than your own father? Benjamin was too young to understand, but that, you know, it wasn't able to be written per se each detail day by day because it's so much to write in one book. But that went on for months and years of them throwing that in Joseph's face, that dream. And all he was doing was explaining what God has shown him. And God's not going to give us everything. You know why? Because he wants us to go through that process to develop, to receive what you already seen. Just like Job, God didn't tell Job he would reach, you know, a point of his life where he got to go through all of that in order to receive a double portion. He didn't even tell Job anything. And my life is like in between Joseph and Lot. I mean, Joseph, excuse me, and Job's, which is Abraham. Joseph's testimony and Job's testimony combined is Abraham. Because there are times when God will tell you things ahead of time. And there are things where God will have you to walk and take steps of faith as things fall in place. He'll tell you after you took a step. Sometimes he tells us before. Sometimes he tells us after. Abraham was after. 
due to what he heard before. Joseph was before. Job was after. So everybody that surrounded Joseph didn't believe what God was saying to Joseph. Because God didn't reveal to Joseph that it's going to take you to be betrayed, to be in Egypt, to be in jail, to be exalted due to your gifting to interpret dreams. To have your family come back and receive their prosperity that's connected to your breakthrough. He didn't say all of that. He just showed them the outcome. Them falling before him. They didn't know they were falling before him in an area of forgiveness. They took it as an area of being worshipped or worshipping. We're not bowing down to you. But they did fall down at his feet and beg for forgiveness. And that's what God showed. But he didn't show them and tell them detail as to why they were at his feet. So he had to walk around with them marking him. Marking the God in him. Yeah, right, Joseph. Yeah, okay. For years he had to hear that. Even Jacob. Joseph, out of everything you said, this is the most foolish thing you ever said. You disappointed me with that. And it doesn't state in the Bible that once they did fall at his feet and Joseph, you know, said no, it was unto the glory of God. No one, it was mentioned that no one said, remember that dream, Joseph? Remember? It wasn't even mentioned. So I wonder, did anyone remember that? I know Joseph had to because he was prophetic. But anybody prophetic don't throw things or even remind people of certain things. You just enjoy the encounter and move forward from that. But I know Joseph remembered that dream. And then he got as to what God was saying. That's why he said it was for the glory. It was for the glory. And that's my life. And that's your life. There are times God wants to tell us things beforehand to prepare you as to, you know, what to receive. And there are times God wants you to take steps of faith and you're going to receive as you're taking those steps. And trust me, you will not confuse the two. Holy Spirit is right there to intercede for you. So I want to say thank you guys so much because everywhere I went before I came back to God, which God led me right to all of you, thank you. Sweetheart, you and your end, thank you. Thank you. All of you. Every time they help you, it helped me. Every time. That's why we're not supposed to give up on anybody. You think people out here in the world want to do wrong? We don't know how to, you know, even come up with awareness that they've been made right. How can you be wise without knowledge? And how can you have any understanding without knowledge? God say feed his sheep. He didn't say what condition they were going to be in. Can't give an, an infant solid food. And how foolish it is to put a bottle in a grown man's mouth? Know the difference as to who's on solid food and who's on milk. I can't give words that's, you know, mature for somebody who's immature. I got to be nurturing. I got to be available. 
And all God was teaching me is that I was stretched my whole life. I'm thinking that I'm surrounded by a bunch of nonsense because I just was surrounded by it. But no, God surrounded me by things that I can, you know, help become better. Because obviously, if I can identify that that's a problem because I'm the opposite of that, then that is the answer to release what I know towards that problem. That is their solution. So all that backbiting I was surrounded by, negativity I was surrounded by, slander I was surrounded by, unforgiveness, anger, bitter, frustration, insecurity. God surrounded me by that. Why? Because I'm supposed to feed the sheep. The sheep know his voice. So I cannot be heard talking. Only his voice can be heard. And that's how they recognize the difference. Why? Because we speak from him out of love. Not out of emotion, defense, offense. Hallelujah. It's like a power took place when I got connected to you, sweetheart. Because it connected me to whoever you're connected to. It was like a, a power, a power source. And we all power sources, powerhouses. Whenever somebody connect how God wants us to connect, now we all connected as members in the body. But God placed people in your path that you're connected to on a daily basis. And when people start falling in place in a connection like that, in your reach, it's so much powerful than it was before. And I thank all of you for believing God in me. I thank you guys for denying every negative word that was spoken about me. Thank you for interceding for me when I was on my knees crying out to God. Let this thing pass over me. Please. My God. Everything that was coming my way, it was not pleasing. Things that came your way, it was not pleasing. I understand. But let me tell you this. I grew up Jewish. And as an Israelite, everybody do everything the same. You eat the same. You live the same. You dress the same. You praise the same. You worship the same. You live the same. So it's no one that's not on one accord. We all the same. But when God took me out of that, and I'm going to tell you, it took for me to get this at 2020 when I gave God my complete yes, sweetheart. September, this year be two years. Since God had me to go through that whole divorce process and know who you are and all of that. It'd be two years in September. And the first thing God showed me was, what is it to be a member in the body of Christ? And show me how members are in the feet, some in the head. See, remember, I grew up Jewish, everybody on one accord. So I expected that from people, you understand, being introduced really to Christianity and not the world's theology, but God's perspective of being a Jew converted into Christianity. That just means that the old covenant is passed away. All things become new. Here's a new covenant. Here's a new commandment. That you love one another. Love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. That's the new covenant. Don't just, you know, devalue the old covenant. The old commandments. We just not under that law anymore. But they still have value in our life today. 
Because thou should not kill. Thou should not commit adultery. Thou should not steal. Thou should not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou should not cover thy neighbor's house. Thou should not cover thy neighbor's wife. Nor is man servant, nor is maid servant. Ox, nor ass, nor anything that's against thy neighbor. And I had no idea coming from under that upbringing that God showed me all the members in the body. I had no idea that there'd be members in the body of Christ that will backbite. Members in the body of Christ that would try to slander. I had no idea because all I saw is we grew up on one accord. So everybody know how to worship God and what it is to worship God. And we know what it's like to live an old lifestyle. Now we in the new. We know what it's like to have an enemy to try to kill, steal, and destroy. So now you got me. I got you. We're going to lift each other up. We, You know, we in this together. You want better for your life. I want better for my life. I'm going to intercede for you. I love you, brother. I love you, sister. It was none of that that came my way. In certain directions, it was the complete opposite that I had no idea could even happen in the body of Christ. And God reminded me about, you know, the New Testament. Every speaker, especially Apostle Paul, he always addressed the church first. Because how can you go out and try to bring others in the church if you're not representing the church right? That's why many people leave today or don't even want to come in the body. Because they feel as though if you... If you're acting like Christ and if this is how it is to be like Christ and you actually like me and you go through all of that to be like who I am already. So why do I want to go through that process that you're going through? That looks troublesome. It looks like I'm winning. It looks like I'm winning on the other side. And many of the world think that way. Because we're not releasing the solution. We still focus on the problem representing his body. So people are like, okay, if it looked like this to represent his body, I don't even want to represent it. If I got to go through all of that because I'm doing the same thing you're doing. What's your difference? And we say things like that. And guess what? It's like seeds on stony ground or seeds that have been choked up. Seriously, because we'd be like, yeah, you're right. You're right, you're right, you're right. But guess what? Demonstrate what you know is right. And the same goes for me. Because I had no idea it'd be members in the body that would try to destroy what God has placed in me. Had no idea that, you know, people would, can do that in the body. I didn't grow up like that. And it's the first thing God showed me. How quick we could be in the body and still be under another influence. It just shows how faithful God and Christ is, Holy Spirit is. And it released and exposed how unfaithful we can be or can become. Because it will, it will never change the fact that God's our provider, even though we're worried about things that happen in our well-being. Even Christ, when it comes to him bearing, uh, bearing uh, sickness on the cross, it's not going to change the fact that some of us would think about our organs and get afraid that we might die like our grandparents have or aunts and uncles have or those generational things might come upon us after we don't cast them down already. Same goes with being a member in the body. Christ will not kick you out of his body. So we got to stay in that place of remembering when we gave our lives over. We were so eager and so open and, you know, so much effort that we just like, God, what can we do for you? We do anything for you. We love everybody. We all had a certain day, a set day that we was like, God, I want all of you. That first time we did. 
Christ, be my Lord, my personal Savior. Then you receive the Holy Spirit for the first time. You're speaking in tongues. And you just want to go out and help and do whatever it takes. It's like you came a mighty morphing heaven ranger. You understand? Like nothing can stop you from loving, being kind. And I had no idea things like that can happen in the body of Christ. Because key words, body of Christ. How can this even be? How can we ever go out on one accord to address those in society and we still talking to each other about what we need to do and stay focused and remember your you know, commitment, your covenant with God towards each other in the body? If we keep going over the same things over and over about what we already know in the body, how can we go elsewhere? God always had people to talk to the body. There goes the prophets. There goes the evangelists. There goes the preachers, the teachers, the apostles addressing the body from generation upon generation. Only way Satan can come in is if he calls us to put our mind on ourselves, our thoughts on ourselves. He's trying to cause us to become selfish again. Because the person who has their mind on their self, their mind is off of God. Their attention is off of God. And all the glory and honor belongs to who? God. Now many of us are doing good deeds and making things, accomplishing things to make ourselves look good. So what happened to the glory and honor being unto him? Like God don't know. They be trying to use what we got to get what we want. Use our gift things to get what we want. Use our anointing to get what we want. Instead of just saying, Father, that will be done. It's nothing more foolish than to walk with God and you saying yes, but your body and your heart and your mind is saying no. I'm going to keep on wanting what God never said. And I'm not even going to use the wisdom to even ask God, did he say it? Because I'm going to use my anointing to get what I want. But if you're going to give the word, give all of it. I will give you and grant your desires of your heart according to, according to my will. Not yours. Not mine. So if you're surrounded by foolishness, you got to know that God is drawing people unto you. Because they're coming to him within you. People going to come with lies. People going to come with slander. People going to come even in the body coming with slander. Members in the body coming with lies. Those outside the body with lies. He didn't say who going to come. He just said I'm draw all men unto me. All means all in any condition. So guess what? When they start coming towards you, you got to know, hey, I'm on the front line. Okay, I'm on the front line. Here's an opportunity for prosperity. No one should leave our presence feeling worse than when they came in. Everyone should feel the same. Uplifted, motivated, inspired, empowered, valued, honored, loved, appreciated, accepted. Because we've been adopted back because of Christ. Hallelujah. I told God, I said, Father, if I'm going to drink wine occasionally, you got to, you know, grab me favor to send me to a vineyard, a vineyard, whatever you call it, a vineyard. I don't want the cheap wine. I want the best. I want the best. You know, I grew up 
settling because my neighborhood, my school was set up to have me feel like I could only receive a certain amount. I can only dream to a certain extent. That makes no sense to grow up in a school and hear about Martin Luther King's dream without no limitations, and yet you be told because of the neighborhood you grew up, what's already afforded for you, what college you can already attend. I got accepted in five colleges and universities because my teachers in high school apply with my information. My only thing was I just hooked school. Because the more you grow up being just told not to do don't, 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 and not being explained, you're going to want to test it out and see why they keep saying it. For some people, I was one. It's like if you if you have your child growing up, I grew up, you know, with so many restrictions, you know, growing up as a Jew and Israelite. Can't wear this, can't eat this. Why? These are best foods. These are the best way of dressing. I'm tired of wearing Vaseline on my lips. I can't wear no lip gloss. Can't wear no colors. Can't eat grapes because grapes produce wine. That's the best flavor growing up to me. I like grape everything. Can't eat no scavengers. I like crabs. I like shrimp. So now I got to sneak and do it because I want to do it. Don't celebrate Christmas. My God. That's the most wonderful time of the year. So you grow up being rebellious. That's why God blessed me to explain to my child on the things that I need to explain and not just say. And you just do. Why am I telling you to do this? How it benefit you when you listen and do it? I'm going to give you a testimony. I was a little nervous about my son in high school because he's, he's to himself, you know. He's not one of them average kids that be like, wow, and out and out, all, all of that. You know, he's not like that at all. He's a sweetheart. And I was like, these boys in this school are like wolves. Oh, my God. I never have to teach my child how to fight because he fight with his words. He fight with his faith. But you're not going to just let no one just, you know, run all over you. You know, he knows how to defend spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. But I thank God he never had to lift a finger because God placed people in his path. It brought tears to my eyes. I went to the store and all these guys from his school got on the bus they was like, what's up, Dave? What's up, Dave? What's up? What's up, Dave? He was like, hey, what's up? And I was like, these boys know my son? <laughs> They're like the most, not saying my son not cool, but he's like the most boys that be like, you know, football captains and all this stuff that be in the, the school magazines and everybody love, like little Kobe Bryant's and stuff. You know, and they was like, you know, that's your son? I was like, yeah, your son is cool. He a good dude. We got David. We got David in school. 
I was afraid that because he's so sweet, he'd give you the coat off his back. I was afraid somebody's going to take advantage of him and try to bully him. And God put people in my, my son's path. You good, Dave? You need, my, you need our help? I'm okay. Let me tell you why he got like that. Because those young boys smoke and drink. And people tell them they're not going to be anybody because they hustle and all these things, selling drugs. And my son went to them and was like, you're, you're better than what people say. Don't believe what they say. You can be whoever you want to be. Everybody makes mistakes. I'm still going to talk to you. I don't care if you smoke or drink or not. I'm not like that. And them boys never heard them why I talk like that before. See what your, ch- your children do outside of your care. Now, I'm not saying that he may not make a mistake. He made plenty of it. And I'm looking forward to correcting him when he do. Even when he correct me when I do. <laughs> you know, we're a team. I tell myself we grew up as a team. Every times I got so frustrated when he, he was doing things that, you know, wasn't, wasn't, I, you know, that I wasn't teaching him. And I'd be like, you know what? Come here, son. God darn. Remember what I said and taught you? Get it right, son. Get it right. God darn it. Then I realized, wait, what am I saying? I got to be, you know, nurturing. Sometimes we're so quick to dismiss. Go ahead. Go by. Go outside. Go to the store. Go up the street through the woods. Go to another country. Sometimes we dismiss people so much. Just get away from me right now. Give me a second. Let me give you time to think. Let me breathe. Let me woo sa. Sa woo. And all God is showing you where you are. That nerve being plucked because God trying to uproot was causing that nerve to be plucked. Some of us get frustrated so fast and cannot work under pressure. You got to learn how to work under pressure in order to be in full-time ministry. Because so much pressure going to come your way because of it. Because people come with pressure. People also come with promises. Because people come with purpose. Hold on, please. Yes. God means to go and release what I just said. <laughs> yeah. But I want to say thank you so much for just helping me get the, you know, the help that I needed, the healing that I needed to be where I am today. I thank all of you so much for coming together, praying. You know, just even thinking about me. And my son, so favored the school, the teachers. I would get emails because they think, you know, they don't want to, you know, keep calling parents. They know they're busy. So I got texts. And they'll text me and say, this school would not be the school it is if it wasn't for David being here. Thank you for choosing this school for David to be here. The school went above and beyond for my child. Let me tell you why. Whenever you have a meeting with a person regarding your child, the first thing they usually do is try to tell you and give you ideas how to deal with your child the way that they do and their, you know, their strategizing ways. You know, giving you how they work with your children, you know, how they can relate to your child and give you ideas as to doing the same at home. They will try to give you a description of your child. Trying to figure out you as a parent because they don't see. All they see is your child and engage with your child. So. Our child and our children 
says a lot about what type of parent they have due to what they do. And before anybody could come to me about my child in any kind of meeting, I mean, this meeting right here, it was like a meeting with like maybe nine people, 10 people present. And they all looked at me and they all expect me to be an older parent. They expect me to be, you know, in my 40s. And, you know, honestly, sometimes I don't even look 37. And they look at me, some of them are old school, like grandmother old school, and had that, you know, and it been said to me, you young mothers don't know what it's like today. And I thank God for words of wisdom that I had to release back in the atmosphere regarding that. But every meeting I done had, what I would do is first introduce who I am. Because don't nobody know my child as much as I do. So I'm not going to follow you. You're going to follow me. In the sense of my child's best interest. Because no one knows him, like I said before, as I do. So when it comes to caring, when it comes to patience, as I have been doing. So you're going to come alongside and we're going to strategize and collaborate how it can continue to run smoothly, effectively for this child. So let me tell you what, how I do it. How he learned best, whether it's visual more or hearing more. He's more of a visual learner. And they all look at me like, I had no idea. You one of those young parents that's very wise and very smart. Don't play with you. But it should be that way for every parent. It shouldn't take for a parent to have to put their foot all the way down for someone to even consider them to be a great parent. Hallelujah. And they've been, you know, strategizing on ways with me. What can we do to best serve you and your son? Because your way works. Thank you. We never met a child like this so well-mannered, and he tries so hard. This one child that gives forth his best, no matter if it's right or wrong, he steals. He, I'm going to do my best. My mom say, always do my best. He didn't want to tell me an incident happened in school. Our kids usually don't because they don't want us to worry. Or some kids afraid their parents acting out. Being rude and embarrassing them. Going up there, I'm going to cuss everybody out and mess with my kid. I'm not that mother, so my child wouldn't think that way. He don't know how to think that way because he never encountered that. He know my mom is calm. But my mom still don't play. She, her words are sharp. Respectfully. Because they're wise and they put any demonic plan to shame. And they all had an idea that they was going to come and tell me about my kid. Mm -mm, let me tell you. <laughs> I'm not that parent. Mm -mm. Nope. We're going to collaborate together. 
We're going to come together and do what's best for this child together. You're not going to be impatient. You're not going to dismiss him. You're not going to be rude. If you are, get away from my child. I had no idea that my son be doing the things that he do. When I'm not around. One boy said something to him in class. He was like, your mother's so light. Why your mother's so light? That's not your mother. He never looked at our skin difference ever before in a way. He just saw me as his mother. Even though he know the difference, but he never, you know, looked at that that way. Like my mom is like, yeah, I am, you know, who thinks like that? You just, you know, walk in love and be loving and just be together. And that boy made him feel some kind of way. Why are you saying that about my mom? So what if she's like, so what if I'm dark? So what? And he kept, you know, he kept trying to rub it in. Your mother's white. Your mother's white. Your mother's white. So what he did was he just, you know, he stayed away from him. He wouldn't go nowhere near him. And they were friends at first. So he must have sat in the classroom and David asked him, the teacher told me, she said she watched everything that happened. My son asked the young gentleman, can you go outside the classroom with me for a second so I can talk to you? And this is what happened. I took him in the hallway. He said, I, I asked you to come out in the hallway because I didn't want no one to be in our business. And I didn't want to make it seem like I was trying to embarrass you or anything. But I would really appreciate if you, you know, if you don't have nothing nice to say about me or my mom, don't say nothing at all. Because the things that you say can hurt someone's feelings. I don't like that. You never did that before. Don't do that. If you're going to be my friend, be my friend. If not, then just, you know, leave me alone. Stay away from me. And a teacher said she watched from afar and couldn't believe it. He was like, I'm sorry, David, you right. Gave him a hug. He didn't dab him up. He gave him a hug. And they both sat down, had no problem since. When you, ha when you think your child quiet and just, you know, to they self, and you go places, everybody be like, what's up, Dave? Oh, what's up? What's up, Dave? How you doing? I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> what you be doing in school? They used to get Eagle Bucks. And Eagle Bucks is when you do very good class participation, they give you bucks when you get snacks in the school. So he'd get like 10 Eagle Bucks a day. So that's $10. They get any kind of snacks. And I'd be like, where your snacks at? And he wouldn't tell me. He, he, he knew he couldn't lie. So he just don't say nothing. Just get the subject. So I started saying, okay. I got to be one, you know, a cool mom. You know, you got to be, you got to be stretched as a mother. Okay, this cool mom working now. I got, you know, I got to be cool, but I can't be firm when it's time to be cool. You know what I'm saying? I don't want him to lose that area with me where he can't, you know, confide. So let me be cool even though I'm firm and, you know, let me be all that at one right now. And come to find out, he was giving them away to the guys who then, you know, didn't want to eat school lunch. Because they got this thing about school lunch. You eat school lunch, you know, you can't afford to, by lunch. I thank God that wasn't, a, that wasn't out, you know, forte when I was in high school. We went to all three lunches. <laughs> we wasn't playing. Sweetheart, I was not playing. And I, I went to two high schools. You know, Eastern is my favorite. But I'm going to tell you, they had one heck of a, you know, menu. I'm trying to tell you, Friday was Buffalo Wing Day. <laughs> Just about every other day was pizza day. And their french fries was bomb. It was like McDonald's fries. And I get that line with my girls faithfully. 
told the next lady, them see Adama, see Adama, oh, I, <laughs> they all know my name, hey, when he said, hey, lunch lady, I'm trying to say, I'll see you tomorrow, <laughs> don't forget them buffalo wings, you know what I'm saying, Jesus, I, we ain't had no shame in our game, no, that's free food, stop playing with us, our money went to elsewhere, <laughs> you understand, stop playing with us, I had a full, I mean, I had a, a part-time job, even in high school, but my money was going to other things, like, you know, taking care of my clothes, and Helping my little brother out and my sister, you know, paying my own phone. He had one bill, a phone bill, you know. So my mom, you know, she had to worry about those things so I could pay for my own things. But, you know, our parents don't take money from us. But she was like, just pay your own phone bill. You know, you want to buy your own clothes? Go ahead, buy yourself some clothes. Stuff like that. Yeah. But I just thank God so much, Buka, for everything. Yeah. I thank God so much for all of you. If you're listening, you're connected. Yeah. I love you guys so much. Thank you for helping me. There been times I was like, God, I don't want to get out of bed. Because it doesn't feel good to have members in the body to try to cause you to fall. I didn't even know that was possible. Because I grew up Jewish. Everybody don't want to court. You know? And I was like, oh, my God. Everybody don't want to court here. Oh, wow. My God. Yeah. I was like, hold on. Hold on. Am I in the right body here? I mean, you understand? It was like that for me. Now I'm hip. I mean, oh, I'm hip. I'm hip. I got hip fast. Quick. You understand? But I thank God that we intercede for each other too. Yeah. It just didn't, it just never sit well with me for anybody to have the audacity to speak about God who is love and can't even be loving. I mean, I'm trying to tell you. When it comes to how you treat people, how you talk to people, your motives, how can you talk bad about anything about me or disrespect me in so many type of ways and got her to get up and say in front of anybody regarding any place or thing and that's regarding any of us, even myself, to speak words of love which you don't even, you don't demonstrate? See, I never grew up like that. It's, it's either you is or you're not. It's not that you're doing and you're saying something different. I ain't know how to take that. I was like, what in the world? And a body under another influence. Just like Satan in the kingdom. Under his own influence. Negatively. In the in front of God. On the throne of God. With a thought like that. And you go back and forth in God's kingdom. Having angels to try to come alongside with you. You want to be worshipped? You want to be praised? That's how he comes to us, by putting attention on us. And the thing that we're seeking God for, Satan will try to find ways to try to deceive you in those areas. Like if you're seeking God for marriage, a spouse, Satan will try to find a way to have your attention on him regarding the wrong spouse. And then you thinking all of a sudden that you never thought before that this spouse is yours. Whole time God never said. And all we got to do is go back to that place and act. Regarding a job, regarding a business, regarding anything in ministry. Even connections. Father, we're so hard to say, Father, is this you? Many of us don't want to say that because we already know the outcome of the answer. So instead of getting that answer, we choose not to even ask. How foolish is that? I start with myself regarding everything I say. To know me is to know that my message is never to pinpoint anybody. I would just simply go to you and ask you myself or say to you myself. 
and just talk. What's up? We family. I'm not that one to go out and say something overall and I'm talking about you but trying to beat around the bush. I don't beat around nobody bush. I don't even know what that metaphor even means for real. Beat around a bush. I'm focused on the burning bush. How about that bush? A ram in the bush. How about that bush? You understand? God will build up your courage and not even take nonsense no more. Enough is enough. If you don't value me, I still value you. Don't care about me, I still care about you. Nothing no one can ever do to cause my character to change. And you know what? I thank God for my upbringing as an Israelite. Because it taught you how to be faithful at it, be committed at it, be on one accord with it. And now that I'm doing it the right way, now I know what it's like to be committed at something. Because I grew up off a of commitment. I grew up off of loyalty. Love is loyal. That is royalty, actually. How dare any of us try to tear down anybody or even use God's giftings to make ourselves look good to get what we want? That sounds just like Satan. And they get innocent people involved that are dear to us. They would do anything for us, not even aware that they're selling their soul after they've already been bought back. Because now I got other people agreeing what God never said. And God said to me every day, Quenisha, can't nobody stop me? Who gonna stop me? They know what I know. They wouldn't even want to stop me. Because trying to stop me in your life is actually having my hands off of theirs. And don't nobody want to be in that condition. God give me the word corruption. And to us, corruption just means trouble. And it does. But God pinpointed the deepness, the root to it. And he says that is a lot of bribery and corruption. People do what it takes to get what they want and use who they can use by acting like they love them and they care to win you in to come alongside with their evil plan. All of that strategizing for bribery due to corruption. If you have a thought to tear somebody down, where do you think that thought come from? This message went somewhere else. Oh my God, this message went a whole other direction. And with God, it will. That's why you got to hold things loosely. Even your conversation <laughs> being used by God. He go whatever direction he want to go in. Pinpoint whatever area he wants to. We got to stop doing things like saying things. You mess with me, you mess with God. And I ain't the one. You know, I got words that shock that would destroy you. What in the world kind of mess is that? Want somebody to be afraid of you? There are no big bad wolves. We are sheep amongst the wolves. Don't you mess with me. See a person that walk with God. Want God to bless those who hurt them. Bless those who curse them. Do good to those. Pray for those. Not sick, try to sit God on them. Like he's some type of animal. 
Get him, God. Get him. Get him. Get him. And that's what David was doing in some of his songs. Get my enemies, Father. Don't you see they trying to destroy me? Smite my enemies who seek to destroy my life. And then he go back and forth. My only desire is to dwell in the house of the Lord. Lift up your head, all ye gates. Lift up your voice. Lift up your head. Make a voice. Have a sound of triumph. Because you have a voice of triumph. Make a sound. A joyful noise. Clap your hands. Stop your feet. Leap for joy. See, his words changed. How can we say anything like God going to get you because you messing with me? No, God's dealing with you because what you saying out your mouth towards me. <laughs> it goes for any of us. I start with myself. We can't have people thinking that God favor us and not them. You mess with me, God go, <laughs> God, I'm talking. Go ahead and mess with me if you want to. What about the neighbor next to you? Is he not going to come through for them? The same as he come through for you? This is how God moves. Do not mess with my anointing. Do not. Because I'm going to bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. But he said, do not mess with my anointing. Do my prophets no harm. And we all have a gift of prophecy. We just all on different levels regarded due to a level of hunger for it. How much you eat is evident. It shows. A wise person seeks wisdom. And it's demonstrated because their words are that shot because of wisdom. A person who walk in love seeks love. Patience seeks patience. Hungry for it. And when you eat, it's released. It's clearly seen what you do. It's clearly seen where your, hungry is, your hunger is. Seriously. And I, I just, that's one thing God didn't teach me. Kanisha, because people are in the body of Christ, don't mean that everybody will want a core as to remain as, you know, a member of Christ, being Christ-like as a member. And I'm like, that can happen. He always brings back to Satan. Didn't Lucifer do it in my kingdom? Wow. Enough said. Enough said. You done said enough. I had no idea that can happen. I didn't grow up like that. I had no idea that we could represent the same thing and, and both of us still be on different accords. My God. That's why it's so important to pray. But if we keep having to lift up each other by the things we know not to do over and over again, how are we ever going to get to be on one accord as members in the body to gain those who are not aware of their citizenship in the kingdom? You think they don't see us go back and forth with each other? Competing, comparing, and denying each other? No one should feel like that they're not important to be around you. I'm going to tell you, that, that is, that's so sucky. That is so sucky. That's suckish. That's a new word. Yeah, it's suckish. That's beyond rubbish. It's suckish. 
to go around and pick and choose who you want to talk to because you feel like they're valuable enough to be around. Anytime that you have a closed-in circle, that's a cult. That's a cult. Because it's supposed to expand. Now, there are people that you'll be around every day, but all of you are available to expand regarding other people. Some people have a circle of just closed that no one can get in. You're not good enough to be with us. You're not good enough to talk to us and talk like us. And have people to feel that way. And some people go above and beyond just to try to fit in your crew. I had a group in Easton. It wasn't no click. We just always hung out. It was about 23 of us. And that's the least. We were so deep. And the thing about it is, they all said to me, Quinesha, we put you in charge. Because you have the words of wisdom, you tell us what we need to know. You teach us how to keep our legs closed and not to sleep around to get money or get in hopping anybody's car because they got a nice whip. You teach us to get our own money, know our own worth, to stay in school and get your grades up. You build up our confidence. We've been growing up in neighborhoods and, and with families, you know, with a poverty mindset that our body going to get us whatever we want. And here you come telling us the inside of us going to produce what we, you know, our worth. Walk in the front of us because you're our leader. I say, no, I'm going to be in the back of you. I'm going to be the last. They said, why? Why do you want to be in the back? So I can see all of you in front of me. I can't lead with you guys behind me. How can I lead you if I don't see you? I have to watch you. Keep an eye on you. To keep you where you need to be. And it's like God start putting them away slowly by slowly. And no, none of us, you know, stopped talking because we, we fell out or had an altercation. No, we just, you know, they, you know, receive that, you know, it's got to be another reason. But they know where to find me. Hallelujah. So everybody's life is different. It took God to have me isolated but surrounded by great and loving people as you for me to hear direct words from him so I can go out and do what he's asking of me from his perspective and not with no one trying to throw on me sometimes we think that we where we supposed to be because of things that we have the whole time, we lacking that very thing that you ought to have. And that is love. I don't care how much money, how much resources, how much influence you have out here. Without love, you don't have nothing. Simple as that. You can't pick and choose who you're going to love. Neither can I. I can't be loving one day and hateful the next day. So before I get off of here... This went a whole other direction. Now, God, I need to bring it back home to why I got on here. <laughs> Thank you so much, all of you, for helping me. If you're listening, you're one of them. 
being connected to me to bless me and be a part of me and my son life. I'm so excited to be a part of your life. This is definitely a cheers moment because God is saying congratulations. We made it thus far. And trust me, God's going to accelerate us. I thank God for blessing me with you guys who keep it real. You know, we don't be out here trying to put a name on yourselves or hanging around certain people to feel important. You don't do any of that. You just be yourselves. You power, you know your power, you know your worth alone without having to be demonstrated due to being around somebody else. I really appreciate that in every single one of you. Every time I came to any of you for prayer, and every time that you guys went to God regarding prayer for me, thank you so much. This is a very powerful day for us from this day forward. Continue to enjoy us being connected because we're going to be receiving and we are receiving above. We can ask or even think God places so many things in our hand. We're going to have to just give a lot of things away. It's going to be that much of prosperity in our lives in every area. You know what it's like to have so much of something? You got to give it away. It's too much money for me to have for just me and my family. We all have to. We got to give some of this money away. We have to give some of these resources away. Give some of this land away. And I thank God for me being connected to you in such a time as this. Because now we are quicker and we are coming quicker and more sharper. And I thank God for anybody else who he's joining in the connection. That we continue to remain Christ-like. I love you. I thank you, sweetheart. To you for being there for me. I love you. I love you. Enjoy this day with favor. Because God is blessing us for the rest of our lives. And that is forever. So enjoy the acceleration. It don't matter what the mortgage, the rent look like. It don't matter what it have been looking like. I'm telling you, by us being connected, you are about to see multiplication in every area of your life just because of our connection. I thank God for you and God bless you. Cheers to everything good happening for us. I love you.